So, Christmas is around the corner. Any special plans? Same as always. Cheryl and I take turns in the kitchen, plug in a movie during dessert, and <laughs> unwrap each other a little later on. I'm envious. I'd love it if Elizabeth and I were at that point again. Instead, she and I decided to go for the distraction that only family can bring. Her sister and the kids will be driving up from the city, and my brother and his family will be staying with us for a few days. It'll be just my girlfriend and me. And of course, Trixie and Bubbles. Who? Our dogs, Trixie and Bubbles. You gave your dog stripper names? Damn straight, you should see him on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the best of all worlds, I suppose. My dad is Jewish, and my mom was Irish Catholic. And Sarah's folks are what I guess you'd call lapsed Lutherans. So our holidays are a cultural and culinary mishmash that used to be a lot of fun. Used to be? Yeah, I kind of set you up for that one, Ted. Used to be, because there isn't a heck of a lot of merriment in the Newman house these days. The good news, I suppose, is that I think I finally found a therapist I like. That's great. Yep. Her name's Gloria, and she's got a good 10 or 12 years on me. Kind of like the smart older sister I never had. You know, this whole finding the right shrink thing took more time than I expected. It's like being on a blind date that you set up for yourself. I mean, you make an appointment with someone you've never met before, take a seat, and you're not quite sure how to get it going. Do I start? Does the therapist start? How personal should I get? How soon? It's the exact same thing as dating. Only I don't get personal until maybe... Never. <laughs> and then it occurred to me that I'm the one who's paying the bill. No kidding. I actually had to remind myself that these guys are auditioning for me, and not the other way around. And ultimately, it's up to me to feel comfortable sharing stuff that I've never shared with anyone else. Come on, anyone? I'm hurt. Maybe we should begin charging each other for these courtside sessions. Bill me. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say, blow me. You cursed! Holy shit, you actually cursed. I didn't think I had it in you. Anyway, I met with four therapists before I got to Gloria. Two men, two women. At first, I thought I really needed to find a guy, because I'm a guy, and a guy feels comfortable talking to another guy, right? Wrong. At least, for me. The two guys I met with were a bust. Kind of standoffish. Arrogant, almost. Like Brian, huh? You had to start. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. N not like Brian. The guys I met, and I'm sure this was just my bad luck, weren't the kind of guys who made me feel like I could relax and unload. In fact, one of them just kept staring at me as I started to talk. Not even a, why do you think you feel that way, hmm? <laughs> it was all up to me to spill my guts, and I didn't like that. And as far as the two women were concerned, I got the impression that one of them was in a real hurry. You know, like she was giving me the time, but would rather be doing something else. Is she a hooker? Yeah, right. Anyway, there's no way I was going to feel comfortable talking to her about the stuff that was going on with me. Because one of my problems is that I'm not talking to my wife about the stuff that's going on. Jesus, you're beginning to sound like Ed. God, help me. Hey! The second woman was the opposite of the first, all over the place. I start talking about one thing, and she asked me about something entirely different that made me forget what I was trying to say in the first place. Drove me nuts. Then again, I am nuts, or I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> so, in the end, I found Gloria. Sarah actually helped me with that. You let your wife pick your shrink? This ain't gonna end well. Says the guy who, well, I'm certain we can all agree, is the last person to need professional help. <laughs> Sarah has a girlfriend who split with her husband a few years back, 
ugly divorce. Lots of money in the middle and a hot 26-year-old on the side. Got a number? Her friends started seeing Gloria soon after her husband moved out. According to my wife, it made a big difference in her life. So I figured, what the hell? I'll take all the suggestions I can get since I'm not making too much progress on my own. Anyway, I called her up. She sounded nice. So I made an appointment and was so eager to see what she was all about that I got there 20 minutes early. Big mistake. I later found out that Gloria's sessions run 50 minutes. So 10 minutes after I got there and camp out in the waiting area, the door at the other end of the room slides open. It's one of those pocket jobs that makes the door look like it's part of the wall, you know? I've heard of hand jobs and pocket pool, but not pocket jobs. Care to demonstrate? So I'm sitting there, and out walks this woman, who looked to be in her 30s. She also looked like she cried throughout her entire appointment. Faces all wet and red, hair all over the place. We make eye contact for a second or two at the most. And I think my being there upset her more than whatever she and Gloria were talking about behind the door that looked like a wall because she has some kind of breakdown when she sees me and starts crying all over again. That's when I met Gloria. She comes flying out of the room, and this is the thing that made me feel like I finally found the right person. She smiles, puts her arm around the other woman, and gently escorts her out of the office. Of course, I apologize all over the place when she returns, but Gloria just waved that away. You must be Joe. I can tell you're excited to be here. I'm Dr. Sanderson, but you can call me Gloria, if you like. Thank you, Doctor. I mean, Gloria. I I'm really sorry about that. I, I wanted to be sure I got here on time, and I didn't realize that- Don't worry about it, Joe. Come on inside. Her office looks like a living room in anybody's house. A couple of couches, coffee table in between, strategically placed clock- A strategically placed clock? And she's not a hooker? I saw the same thing in a couple other offices. I think it's so they can keep track of time without being obvious about it. How about keeping track of the time is spent bullshitting instead of playing? Oh yeah? How about keeping track of your mouth? Anyway, we started talking, and I mean really talking. Like, I didn't have to force myself to do that, and she didn't have to pull it out of me either. Before I knew it, our 50-minute session came and went. If I could, I would have stayed there for the rest of the day. It was that comfortable. And I actually got something out of my introductory session. A hand job? Jesus, what are you on tonight? <laughs> what I got out of our session is how I'm being a jackass. <laughs> Don't laugh. She actually said that. I'm a jackass because I've got a partner who wants to help, and I think I'm sparing her by keeping my problems to myself that I'm never going to know how much she's capable of helping until I give her a chance to do that. You paid money for that. God, you're making me crazy tonight. Can't make somebody something they already are. Ed, I think you need a nap. <laughs> I suppose a cynical person might say, well, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? To which I would respond only if your head isn't up your ass. Which is where it seems that my own has taken up residence these days. <laughs> so, I'm feeling hopeful. And I've got a second appointment with Gloria tomorrow morning and I'm looking forward to it. This time though, I won't get there so early. All kidding aside, Joe, this sounds really good. Maybe you could share some of the tips she gives you so as I can use them on my brother. What's going on with- Tell you what. Let's at least get a little tennis out of our time here and I'll let you know what's going on over coffee at the diner, okay? Sure. Would you like to start at the baseline this evening? Nope, let's get going. Oh, thank God! Mind your own fucking business!
Evening, gents. How was the game tonight? Good. Really good. Like we actually know how to play. <laughs> Glad to hear it. So, what do you feel is in the mood for tonight? What do we got? One, two, three coffees. Decaf all around, right? Yeah, and I'll have an iced tea, too. You might want to make his a double decaf. <laughs> sure, no problem. Back in a jiff. Wise guy. Who, me? Fucker. So, Ted, quiet Christmas ahead, huh? No family at all? Like I said before, I was adopted. No blood relatives that I know of. Cheryl is an only two. Her folks are gone, but she's got an aunt who lives in San Fran. Nice woman. Lost her husband a few years ago. We usually have her out, but she's spending the holidays at a friend's house this year. Here you go, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't you once say that you had a foster brother? Yes. But if you'll recall, that's all I said about him. Look, it's ancient history. After my dad, Frank, died, the first home that child services placed me in didn't work out. The couple's kids were all grown, and they decided that they didn't want to redo the whole puberty thing with me. So the social worker placed me in a second home where I remained until after I finished college. The place was all right, I suppose. The couple, Fred and Eleanor Patterson, were nice. They helped me through a really tough time in my life, you know? Dead adoptive parents, anonymous biologicals, no other known relatives. Their son, Elliot, however, was another story. Talk about sociopaths. Why are you looking at me? Elliot is two years younger than me, and I don't know. Maybe our ages had something to do with it, but he did everything he could to undermine my standing with the Pattersons. If something broke, I did it. If his chores didn't get done, it was because I didn't let him do them. Kid stuff, at first, which I thought was happening because I was new on the scene. Things took a darker turn later on. He was physically abusive? No. Although, I suppose he might have been if I didn't have 30 pounds and 6 inches on him. Don't sell yourself short. It's bigger than that. <laughs> God, you are so manic tonight. It's like you're bipolar. Hey, come on, Ted. You know me better than that. I'm only bipolar sometimes. Anyway, there's an especially memorable incident that occurred when I was a sophomore in college and Elliot was a high school senior. He begged me for an opportunity to hang out in my dorm. So... I caved, and we made a plan for one of the weekends that he had off from work. Well, the big day arrives, and sure enough, Elliot is on campus bright and early. And things go surprisingly well. He says all the right things to my roommates, flirts a little with the girls we know, and appears to be completely comfortable with my being the older of the two siblings, something that he refused to acknowledge when we lived together at home. What I didn't realize at the time was that it was all an act. Elliot got us so comfortable that we didn't question his movements from room to room on the floor. And before you go ahead and think, I know where this is going, he stole stuff from everybody, you're wrong. He didn't. What he did do was move around some things between the rooms, like cash from one person's wallet to another's, and plant some stuff that didn't belong there. Oh no. Oh no is right. None of this was apparent to any of us until after he left and the campus police got a call. You can guess the rest. Drug bust. Something I'm pretty familiar with. I knew it. 
A toke before class, am I right? You're right, Ted. He's nuts. It didn't take us long to figure out what had happened. And I was furious. Angrier than I had ever been. That son of a bitch had no reason, other than for his hard feelings towards me, for God knows why, to mess with anyone else's life. Yet, that's what he did. And one of my friends was nearly expelled because of it. But Hang on, there's more to the story. I hitched a ride back home the next day. Cut a few classes so that I could have it out with him. Of course, being the sociopath that he is, Fred and Eleanor had already heard the news. Elliot's version of it, that is. Including a made-up part where I was suspected of being behind the drug deal that got our floor busted. Blood is thicker than water. We've all heard that expression before. Well, in the case of this foster kid, I lived it. I moved out after graduation and haven't heard from Elliot since. What a worthless sack of shit. The stuff between my brother and me is tame compared to what you had to deal with. Brian, if I remember correctly, you suggested that addiction could be behind my brother's constant need for cash, right? Yes. It's a good possibility that that's what's fueling it. What I didn't tell you is how I know that. I've got a nephew who's a meth head. My sister and brother-in-law have their hands full. Jeez. Yeah. Heartbreaking stuff. God, I hope that's not it. Anyway, I keep asking why he's always running short. Unexpected expenses, didn't get enough overtime, tax payments. These are the answers I get. And I realize they don't add up. So when he showed up at my kitchen door a couple of nights ago. Hey, Kev. How's things? Uh, same old, you know. So, uh, look, Eddie. Uh, things are a bit tight for me right now. Again? Come on, Kev, what's the deal here? It's like every couple of weeks with you. No, it's not. Oh, no? Then what about two Mondays ago? I paid you back last week. Yeah, but if things are that tight, why didn't you tell me you needed more time? Because I didn't think I did. Obviously, you thought wrong. Listen, baby brother. I told you not to fucking call me that. Oh, yeah? Well, how about acting like a grown-up and maybe I won't? Fuck you. It's like you want me to grovel. You always want me to be under your thumb. That is not it at all. What I want is for you to tell me what's going on because this... This thing between you and me is bullshit. Nothing's going on. It's like I told you before, I get jammed sometimes. Yeah, but why? I just do. Look, you're gonna help me out or not? No, Kev. What? I'm not gonna help you out. Not until you level with me. I got a feeling something bad's going on that you're keeping from what me. What do you want me to say? Please, big brother, pretty please, is that what you want? No. I just want the truth. Oh, the truth. You want the truth. Yeah, I do. I think you owe me that. I don't owe you shit, big brother. I come to you for help and you just... <laughs> You're a prick, Ed. You always were. Oh, yeah? But not when I slip you a couple of hundred, right? <sighs> Ever want to know how someone really feels about you? Tell him he can't have what he expects you to give rational person doesn't behave like that. No way. So, yeah, Brian. I'm thinking there's more to it than just poor budgetary practices.
boy. You and Ted have the market cornered on Brothers from Hell. Between that and my own stuff, I'm thinking we should ask Joe to see if he can get us a group discount with Gloria. Say the word, fellas. Seriously, though, I'll let you know how things go with me tomorrow morning. Meantime, I gotta switch gears on you. Um, yeah, Ted, hang around for a minute longer, okay? Christmas Eve is next Thursday night, so we're off for that. And New Year's Eve falls the following Thursday night. So the next time we'll get to play will be two weeks from today. That's a long time between... Nah, whatever. I could use a break from all the depressing shit we always seem to be talking about. Same! What the fuck? You stalking us now? Hey, Sarah! Something wrong? Yeah, next time this wise guy shows up, plant his ugly ass on the other side of the room. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah, too, Joe. Back at you and everyone else. Thanks, guys. All the best to you and yours. Yeah, whatever. Whatever.